Hello, Mississippi and abroad, and welcome to Justify Your Existence, the podcast that talks SEC through the lens of Mississippi. I am Parrish Alford, the Ole Miss beat writer for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal, and I'm joined today by Ole Miss baseball analyst and career hits leader Brad Henderson. Brad, what's going on with uh, Alpha Insurance, man? Well, just kind of a, just another day, Parrish. Uh, still trying to get some of these claims, uh, you know, worked out as far as the storms went last week. Uh, you know, it got rough in some areas, so we're just trying to make sure that uh, those guys are taken care of and and have, uh, you know, that make sure their homes are, are safe and, and livable and cars are uh, patched up or in the shop and they have rentals and, you know, it's always something, it's not just about riding the business, it's making sure, you know, they're taken care of. Well, it's, it's a people business. And I think people don't, don't realize that about insurance sales much until you need it. And when you need it, I mean, you're, you're looking for that agent. And I, I know when, when I've been in a wreck or Kyle has been in a wreck or someone in my family, it's like, all right, how fast can we get back to normal? You know, and, uh, you know, yeah. that's, no, that's, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that's right. what you're thinking. And, I, and I've seen my uh, I've seen my brother in law work uh, in insurance and I know it's it's a people business. So, yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and it's funny because, you know, most of most of my customers will say, you know, I hope I don't see you. Uh, yeah. But when I need you, I want to see you, you know, one of those type deals. So we, we try to make sure, uh, you know, to give out cell phone numbers because, you know, you don't know when you're going to have a wreck. Uh, you don't know when you're going to have a, a storm blow through. But uh, we try and make it as personable as we can and as e- an easy experience as we can for uh, each one of our, our customers. All right. So what was the workload like with claims after the storms? Uh, just was it just was it overwhelming? Was it manageable? What was the damage like in Oxford? I know we I think roofs more than anything else. Yeah, uh, that's, it, cars yeah that's mainly what it was. Uh, it was it was more roof damage. Uh, and it was really south of here in that Calhoun City area. Um, you know, but we, we 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 can write business anywhere in the state. So, if you, you know, if we've got uh, customers. Uh, in different counties, obviously the storm affected us. Uh, we were fortunate here in Lafayette County. We didn't get hit that hard, but uh, I know T- Tupelo had a little bit of damage, but it was more in that Calhoun City, uh, just south of Lafayette County, where most of our damage was. So it's been uh, it's been busy, hasn't been overwhelming, yeah. uh, but there's the claims are still trickling in. You know, as they're seeing. Uh, uh, you know, uh, leaks in roofs and, and some shingles that maybe they didn't see, uh, you know, and then we've had a lot of people calling about debris cleanup and, and, you know, limbs being down and, and stuff of that nature, you know, fortunately we haven't, we didn't have any injuries, but uh, obviously there was some structural damage. Right. And another round, maybe looks like could be another round coming uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week. So we'll keep an eye on that. Hey folks, we want to thank our partners, the Oxford park commission. <coughs> Registration continues for summer day camp. Uh, you can do that online at OxfordParkCommission.com or just by stopping by the Coach Hal Activity Center. Camp serves ages 5 to 13, costs just $300 per camper per session. Sessions run June 1 to 25 and July 5 to 30. Drop-off each day begins at 7.30. Pickup is 5.30. Games, arts and crafts, swimming, outdoor activities, field trips, so much more. 
that campers will take part in daily. And OPC is looking for lifeguards for the city pool for the summer. The season starts Memorial Day weekend and runs through Labor Day. Candidates must be at least 16 and have a current lifeguard certification. Contact Aquatics Director Jamie Chandler with questions at J-A-M-I-E at OxfordParkCommission.com. Or if you don't have questions, just apply online uh, at OxfordMS.net. Um, Brad, since last we spoke, uh, the Gunner Hoagland news has become official. The MRI results came back uh, on Tuesday, and he is, I, I'm assuming, uh, done for his old Miss career, uh, Brad, just because uh, unless something really goes south with him in the draft for some reason, and, and I think Tommy John's surgery now is such an accepted practice, I just don't think it's going to uh, hurt him in the draft that much. Uh, it may affect, you know, a couple of teams if they were looking at someone that they needed to bring along quickly and someone they thought who could perhaps be a September call-up for them, um, you know, maybe maybe in that situation. But uh, what, what what do you think here? Does How does this affect Gunner in the draft? Yeah, no, I, I think from everything I've read, Parrish, you know, if, if he was slotted to be a uh, maybe a top 10 pick, uh, I, I've seen him fall anywhere to, you know, 18 to 25. I've seen some say 20 to 30, but you're still going to be a first rounder. Uh, and, and I know obviously there's a difference in the number five pick and the number 25 pick as far as money goes. Uh, but yeah, I, you, you've got to believe that, that Gunner's, uh, his Ole Miss career is over. Um, it, it was a great run. Uh, it's unfortunate. Um, uh, the, the, the UCL, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we've seen uh, – I think we've seen – I think the South Carolina game was the last time we'll see Gunner throw a pitch at Ole Miss. Well, I, I think you're right. And, and you know what? If it works out that way, that's good for Gunner. That, that means then that, that he got uh, a workable situation in the draft and he can go on and feels comfortable uh, beginning his professional baseball career. I think there have been two, Brad. There have only been two that I can find. Uh, first-round draft picks at Ole Miss who uh, chose to uh, play college baseball anyway. And the other was Alan Horn, not long after you played. Okay, He was like 2002, uh, something like that. And, uh, and he didn't really meet his potential at Ole Miss. Had some injuries, uh, ended up uh, transferring. There was a year of junior college. Then he had a really – had a nice junior year in his home state at Florida – and went back in the draft, not as a first-rounder. Uh, but it's, it's good. It's good to see Gunner be able to come and, and pitch well. And I think he was a late first-round pick. Maybe, a, I, I don't know. The, it, it may not end out. The injury may keep him from really improving his stock. But it was a, it was a storybook kind of season now. It was, he was going to be the first-round draft pick who came to school and, and was going to go back in the draft higher. You know, really what was going to – improve his stock so uh good luck uh to gunner hope it works out that way but i also think of him in the context brad of when i think of of outstanding Ole miss athletes that Ole miss fans really didn't get to see enough of you know because gunner was okay he was good as a freshman he was really good last year when you didn't play an sec season you know he was like one point something something uh era in those games um, 
and then this year, very good. But I, I think of him in that in that vein, along with uh, DK Metcalf, you know, an, another guy who who was a phenomenal uh, athlete and impact player uh, at Ole Miss, and, and you see what he's been able to accomplish early uh, in his pro career. But just uh, a lot of injuries at Ole Miss, and and in the number of games played, I think uh, DK's time at Ole Miss really uh, comes out to about a year and a half. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. It's uh, just uh, guys like that, but uh, good luck to uh, to Gunner and hope uh, everything works out for Gunner uh, from this point. Brad, how do you think this team, uh, this Ole Miss team, responds to uh, yet uh, yet another devastating injury? Well, you know, I talked about this uh, on the post game last night and visited with Kellum about it. I, I don't think I don't think they respond any one way or the other, positive or negative. You know, and I just tried to go back and remember as a player when we had injuries, it, it truly is a next man up mentality. Uh, and, and you have confidence in whoever's filling that role now, whoever's filling that void. Um, it's the fans that that kind of look at the big picture of, well, we're losing our ace. Um, we're losing X amount of strikeouts. We're losing, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the players just show up and play. And, and I don't think it's going to – you know, I don't think you're going to see a letdown as far as effort, um, as far as, um, you know, them having a look about them of, uh-oh, we, we're, we're minus Gunner, you know. It, it just doesn't work that way with 18- to 21-year-olds like it does armchair quarterbacks like me and you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know the significance of the Gunner loss. Uh, but I think they see it truly as, uh, you know, We've seen Derek be really, really good on in some games. We've seen Drew McDaniel be really, really good in some games, and I think that's what they those players expect of the guys that are going to fill in for Gunner now. And uh, you know they're going to show up and play. And Michael had those guys focused. He he's really he's one of the best I've ever seen it, as far as motivating and and diverting uh, you know the attention away from such a loss like Gunner to refocusing on, on, on the task at hand. So, you know, for fans, it's a little different than the players. So I I think they're going to show up, be ready to go. Uh, But yeah, it's a huge blow, but uh, you know, you just have to have one of those guys be on their game that night uh, to replace Gunner. So is it possible? You bet. Is it going to be tough? Sure. Because Gunner was just so consistent. All right, you call Gunner the ace. All right, I, I look at Gunner and Doug. I've looked at them as kind of co-aces. Gunner Hoagland, Doug Nicasey. Uh, do you separate them at all? Uh, was uh, was was Gunner a little bit ahead? Uh, <clears throat> well, they're both so different, but the same effectively. Uh, Gunner was just quiet. Gunner's stuff is probably a little bit better. You know, I mean, he's ninety-three to ninety-five uh, with that. Just you know killer slider um and Doug's the competitor you know Doug's the uh, I'm coming right at you if I get in a jam that's when I step up and pitch even better you know type so you know they're completely different but they're so effective you know the, the way they do it in their own style um it was just nice to go out there and have Gunner on a Friday because it seemed like he consistently got you six seven innings you didn't have to get in that pen early and Doug gives you that as well um, but, but he kind of set the tone for the weekend because he was going to be a guy that you just felt like was going to, 
go seven innings and have 10 or 12 punch outs. And uh, that certainly sets the tone. And you can see how poorly we played in the games he didn't pitch on Fridays, kind of like A&M when they had to take him out in the first or LSU. We just didn't respond well. So we'll have to regroup as far as that goes. But no, talent wise, I don't think we fall off much now running Doug out there on Friday. Well, I know, uh, Brad, that the the Vanderbilt starters, Kumar Rocker and and Jack Leiter, early on in the season just kind of sucked the air out of the conversation of baseball staffs in the SEC. And just they they look so far uh, out in front, Uh, you know, in in good numbers too. But uh, I've always felt like uh, Ole Miss's first two starters were right there. I mean, and especially in terms of the confidence – that they would bring from the players and and how they felt in playing behind these guys. And, you know, look, uh, you know, the confidence of, uh, of me watching them, as you say, expecting them to go deep in games. I mean, every now and then, you know, if these guys were going to get hurt early in games and sometimes, you know, SEC games, every run matters, but uh, it might be with uh, leaving a pitch over the plate, the solo home run. You know, we saw uh, some of those from time to time. But uh, just uh, just so much confidence that those two were going to go deep in games, uh, as uh, as you mentioned. You got a friend there, man. I do, I do, and he's not very happy right now. But go ahead. <laughs> That's all right. That's all. Right. I say, bring him up, man. Put him on. I'm I'm all about uh, man's best friend. But uh, anyway, just so much confidence in those guys to go that far. Um, uh, Diamond and McDaniel, as you mentioned, we've seen flashes from them. We've also seen that inning where they tend to get in trouble a little bit, uh, maybe pitch out of it, maybe uh, they've hit a wall. You know, we've seen McDaniel a couple of times, uh, you know, have that kind of wobbly inning early and then settle down and uh, and, and get a few innings uh, under his belt. Uh, what, what do you see from these guys as uh, weekend starters together uh, in the same rotation? Because honestly – uh, this is probably a look at the 2022 season. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're looking at uh, probably two of our weekend starters next year. Um, are, are they capable? Sure. Um, you, you look at Gunner in year one as a freshman, uh, he would be really good for three, maybe four. And most of the time it wasn't even four innings. It was that second time around the lineup, they kind of got to him. Uh, pretty much all year, his freshman year. And, uh, and you see how good he is now. So Diamond and, and, and McDaniel are only going to get better. And, and I think you throw Darty in the mix as well. Uh, but, but you know, the, the thing is we can't talk about next year. Uh, there's two huge series left, um, and, and they're just going to have to step up. And the, the thing that kind of gives me a little bit of hope and a little bit of confidence at this point is you're finally seeing Miller come around and have some better outings. Uh, I, and and darty has been really good. Broadway had the mishap on Sunday, but, you know, t- Taylor's Taylor. He, he's going to be really good. Uh, and Tyler Myers has been really good. So, you know, it, it's going to – it's going to take a lot of things coming together, but the pieces are definitely there. We haven't seen it a lot this year come together and work out that way, but uh, the pieces are definitely there to, uh, to, to, to make a run. All right, talking about the bullpen, any takeaways from, uh, from Little Rock last night? I saw uh, Mallets get the start. Josh Mallets uh, strikes out five over the first two innings. Uh, looked really good. Then looked a little wobbly there in the third. 
Uh, Wes Burton walks a guy, maybe two, uh, uh, and then and then settle down and, and, and pitched well. I mean, you know, anything uh, you take away uh, from uh, the midweek game there to, you know, maybe see a guy who might uh, elevate his play on the weekend. Yeah, well, I think I think two things. I think we threw everybody last night that's probably going to throw on the weekend. It, it was all our first guys out of the pen. Uh, I, I think number one is they needed some more work. And number two, the game was close. Uh, for seven innings, it was basically a two-run game. And so we we kind of had to use him. You couldn't really go out on a limb and, and bring in a guy that had maybe had only pitched six innings all year and had a nine ERA. So we number one was win the game last night. But, uh, no, I, I think Burton's thrown well. Uh, I think every one of the guys last night have thrown well. Uh, it's just they've got to continue to do it, and they've got to do it on the weekends. Uh, which we haven't seen much of, Paris. You, you and I both know that. Uh, but when they're good, they've been good. Uh, but, again, they, they, they're going to have to piece it together, uh, you know, and th- that's the biggest thing with losing Gunner. Obviously, he's got really good stuff, but he he went so deep in the games that you didn't have to piece wins together. And uh, so they're just going to have to – they're, they're going to have to figure it out. Uh, they're they're going to have to come in. And for me, it's the secondary pitches. Uh, everybody's got good stuff at this level, but you got to be able to throw a breaking ball for a strike and you got to get ahead of hitters. So uh, it's there to be had. I'm, I'm anxious to see this weekend how we perform. Uh, baseball is a crazy game, but for some reason in my head, I, I think we're going to really swing it this weekend. I know that doesn't sound – it doesn't make sense because of who we're facing, but uh, we are swinging it really well right now. And anytime you're swinging it, you give yourselves a chance. All right, well, let's talk about swinging here, Brad. Uh, you, you got uh, Kumar Rocker Friday night, and I think Jack Leiter on uh, on Saturday. I know he didn't pitch uh, last week. That was not because of an injury. Uh, he's looked a little more vulnerable uh, in three starts before last weekend. Uh, but, look, uh, as we said, I mean, just, just this uh, duo has gotten so much attention, this whole Vanderbilt staff, from an offense, what's – What's your approach? I mean, uh, are you excited uh, to face an offense like this? I mean, really, I, again, I always like to go back to Houston Nutt on this. It's good on good. You know, when he talk, <laughs> he'd talk about his first team against his first team in a scrimmage, uh, good on good when you look at uh, the Ole Miss offense against this Vanderbilt pitching staff. Uh, do you embrace that kind of matchup as a player? Are you excited? Uh, does, does your approach change at all? No, I don't think your approach changed at all. And, and I, I think the positive for the Ole Miss offense is, you know, when, when you have guys like Leiter and Rocker, they love to showcase that fastball. And uh, that's that's what Ole Miss has been good at all years, hitting the fastball. And when you get behind in the count to those two guys, they certainly have the stuff to put you away. Uh, but, no, I mean, it, you know, there, there's a flip side to that story too. They, they haven't faced an offense in this league as – really near near as good as Ole Miss is. Uh, Ole Miss is, is hitting 20, 25 points higher than the, than the next best team offensively. So, you know, Ole Miss puts a lot of pressure on you one through nine. You know, you can't get to the bottom of the lineup and just pump a bunch of 94, 95-mile-an-hour fastballs um, because the, the Ole Miss lineup's going to hurt you. So, I think it works both ways. Uh, obviously, most of the time, good pitching overcomes good hitting. Uh, but these guys right now are, like I said, are swinging it really well. I saw a, a neat little meme this morning about Jacob Gonzalez, who had a big game yesterday, uh, kind of where he's at in his freshman year compared to where Gray Kessinger and Zach Kozart are at 
in their junior years. And uh, he's kind of outpacing their junior years, which says a lot. So uh, there's a lot of talent in this lineup. It's a tall task, but, uh, you know, I, I think if, 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 if Swayze's packed, people are supporting these kids, uh, they, they'll feed off that adrenaline, and it should be an exciting week. Well, and, and T.J. McCants comes to mind as well. I mean, he's, he's almost put together this really, really impressive season kind of quietly. Uh, he just goes and he just continues to hit. And I uh, didn't realize until yesterday, going through some of the game notes, some of the streaks that he was on. Uh, now, he was hitless yesterday and didn't reach base. That, that ended two streaks. But he had like an 11-game hit streak and had been on base 26 straight games um, as a freshman. As a guy who, look, uh, they identified Jacob Gonzalez early as their shortstop. I uh, felt like he was going to be a, a top of the order, maybe not number one, but uh, in the in the top of the order as a hitter. Uh, and he's been there almost all season. Uh, they identified him early. McCants was kind of not an afterthought, but he was like the the runner up. You know, he, he didn't uh, you know he didn't get the the beauty queen trophy there. You know, he was he was going to have to carve out a role, and he did that. And as we so often see he had an opportunity because of an injury to someone else. And he just kind of made himself indispensable. You know, it's kind of like, we got to play this guy. We got to get him somewhere. And, you know, and, and uh, it's worked out and he's certainly uh, uh, adapted in center field. Yeah. And, you know, I talked to, to Clements in the post game last night, because of course Mike wasn't there uh, because, you know, he didn't coach <laughs> last night because of the second ejection, but yeah. uh you know, and I told Mike, I said, man, I, I'm not sure offensively. Uh, that was my question mark coming into this year because you lose Servideo, you lose Keenan. Uh, and, and Clem said, well, I, I thought we were going to be really good. And he said, because I got to see the all, these guys all fall. And and they were – he was exactly right. They're, they are really good. And it's really because of those two freshmen. Uh I think Gonzo's, you know, he's up around that 360 mark right now, and TJ's around that 340 mark right now. And, you know, the public didn't know that because we couldn't go watch fall practice. Uh, and then you've sprinkled in, you know, Bench, Dunhurst, Chatney, and, and Leatherwood, and those guys have done pretty much what we thought they would do. Um, and then Elko ha has had a monster year. So, uh, but, yeah, it's been the two freshmen that have kind of elevated – this offense to be the best offense in the league. So, uh, you know, they're still going to take some lumps because they're 18 year old kids. Um, but, uh, you know, they give you a shot every weekend. And, and at this point with the loss of Gunner, uh, there may be a few games. We're just going to out hit people out score people. Where do you think power comes from next year? I mean, that's something uh, Leatherwood's hit a few home runs. Uh, but, uh, that's, you know, just not, don't see the power that we saw last year, obviously when Keenan, and Servideo were hitting the home runs. Uh, see uh, more, I think, depth, as you say, one to nine, anybody uh, that can hit. Uh, but uh, what about the power numbers for this team? What do you see from that, uh, I guess, moving ahead? Well, I, number one, I think there's a chance that we get everyone back offensively, uh, which is scary uh, because, you know, they're only going to get bigger, faster, stronger. Um but you take a guy like Jacob Gonzalez right now who's got seven home runs as a yeah. freshman. I mean, he could be a, a, a 12 to 15 homer guy next yeah. year. Uh, McCants has got four. You know, he could be a, a eight to ten homer guy next year. Uh, you know, I think you just 
your Dunhurst, your Chatneys, you know, you just expect them to, to hit the weight room and, and that bat get a little quicker and a little more bat speed and, you know, and you start adding four or five more home runs. It, it's a scary offense. And one through nine, they can, we can hit the home run. Uh, so if, if they get everybody back, um, and I'm not saying they will. You know, obviously some guys are going to have some opportunities with the draft. But I think there is a shot that Tim comes back. I think there's a real shot that Kevin Graham comes back. Uh, and, and that's scary. And I know it's a kind of an Ole Miss thing to say is, uh, you know, boy, we got shot to be really good next year. Uh, and, and I'm not saying in that in, in that manner at all. I'm just saying if all those com- guys come back, you're looking at a really good offense in 2021 coming back to play in 2022. Folks, that'll wrap us up for this edition of Justify Your Existence, where we talk SEC through the lens of Mississippi. Check out our work at djournal.com. Find that drop-down menu on the left. Scroll down to the Ole Miss page and watch the stories flow. We're on Facebook as well, Ole Miss Discussion with Parrish Alford. Lots of good things there in the group. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Come join us.